Oh boy, here we go for the big old Monday show. It is me, the Stretch Out Ray. Thank you for being here. It's going to be an interesting and weird week on the show. As we have for the last three Mondays, we will have an interview coming up in moments with Jet Lawrence of the HRC Honda team. Because why? He's the Dragon Slayer. That dude's just taking out everybody. And now Kenny Roxon showed up, gave him a run for his money, and he took out Kenny Roxon, goes 1-1, gets an overall win on the day. That kid's a beast. He's an effing beast. And very funny Moto Minute today I saw on Instagram of someone saying he is uh, the daddy of all of the 450 riders and was celebrating his first Father's Day because, boy, it's true is what makes it so funny. He really, really is putting it down on everyone. So we'll talk to him coming up in moments. Outside of Mr. Jet Lawrence, there is a lot to talk about on the show today. I got a lot of animal stories. It's one of those days where animal stories are going to lead the day and they're just going to be fun. I got one coming straight out of Australia, one of my favorite places on the planet that I've never been to. I got an update on the dead lady that woke up at her funeral last week. The lady that was like, Hello, let me out of here. Hello, I'm not dead. Yeah, craziness. We will uh, give you an update on that story. That's crazy and not a happy ending. Spoiler alert. Uh, If you're going to the beach anywhere in... California, Southern California, Central California, Northern California, United States of America, anywhere. I got bad news, bro. And it's not just sharks. Not just sharks. So think about it. I'm going to take sharks out of the equation and I'm going to talk about going to the beach and going in the water. You think Stretch hates the ocean? I live at the beach. I don't go in the ocean. I got a guy in Arizona got effed up by a wild animal. I got an expert that will tell you if you do go in the ocean because you're stupid and you don't listen to stretch and you like, well, gross stuff and flirting with death from sharks, they're going to tell you how to survive a shark attack. Shark expert coming up on the show. Shark expert to tell you how to survive dealing with, in particular, like an aggressive tiger shark. I don't know if there's anything you could do if a great white comes for your ass because it's probably just going to swallow you up. But hey... And then I got a guy that's a, an attendant at a gas station that wanted to go home early and he took extreme measures. Extreme measures is what this young man took. I hope all you fathers, aka mofos, had a, a great Father's Day weekend. I had a great Father's Day weekend, spent time with my family. It was very, 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 very nice to have a Sunday where I didn't have to get up and record a radio show and then go straight to work because I don't do that anymore. It's Monday morning. I'm at work now in my real job. So very, very cool. Lots of moto to talk about, but coming up in moments, we will crack into that Jet Lawrence interview because it's what we do on a Monday show here at the Stretch RE Show. We talked to Jet F and Lawrence because he wins every damn week. Gotta admit, this was the most exciting the outdoor season has been to me yet this was the best race yet because the track was crappy and uh kenny roxon showed up and kenny is no joke and put it down like a champion comes in number two of the day we'll talk to kenny roxon uh later in the week as well so all of that 
and a hell of a lot more as we stack into this big old Monday. Summer is just a couple of days away. Before this week is done, we will be into the summer equinox and into summertime officially. All coming up right here on a big 49, the summertime station of Moto Rock Extreme. Bring it on, Jet. Let's go. You're up next. Big 49, it is a stretch show, and right now we are going to sit down with a dude we've talked to every freaking Monday since the outdoor season has begun, but that's because he's won every single round of the Pro Motocross Championship Series so far, and not only that, he's won every single moto of every single round. His name is Jet Lawrence. He is aboard a 450 Honda for the HRC Honda team, and congratulations on getting it done again today, Jet, but very different. Today was a different kind of race out there for you. We saw you had some struggles. You had a crash. You went down in Moto1, but you managed to get it back together. Seems like you had some issues with your visor. You ended up riding without without a visor on your helmet for a good while. So walk us through your day today because it was not the typical day that you have had so far this outdoor season. Um, Yeah, I was kind of like a little off comfortable all day, really. I mean, okay. uh, a, to have a mudder here and it'd be like all rutted out was a it's a tough track to try yeah. and race on um sure. let alone just ride on it yeah. and that first moto i just kind of got a little cross right I, I a few times it happened my balance was like a little off today in that first one yeah. and i got lucky a few times of wheeling out of the out of like getting cross rider but that one yeah. just it just ended up biting me so i ended up having the end up going down so i think it was it was good just to have that kind of like just bit of uh humbling real quickly to make yeah. sure I focus again and then, yeah the second one ended up just I on the start I, I put my head down because I was about to get roosted over like the kind of like turning <laughs> step down little thing yeah and uh, I ended up just getting hit with roost and knocked my visor down a bit so I went and whacked it and this kind of uh, finished off the job of running no visor but um huh. no if I'm not feeling the greatest today on the track and kind of bit off with suspension that stuff was it was yeah. definitely still a good day uh, get a nice little break off, kind of reset, uh, and, and just kind of come back into Red Butt. I like Red Butt, so it's going to be a fun one. Yeah. And, and yeah, just have a good reset. All right, and today out here at High Point, it seemed like everybody was running uh, the scoop tire. I know it's one of those things where everybody looks around, sees what everybody else is doing, and then everybody just kind of rolls with it. But you had that on for the first uh, moto, and then you took it off for the second moto. So tell us about that with your tire. Um, yeah, obviously the first one's a start. I think uh, okay. I remember Tony... Early last year here, he ended up running a paddle, and it wasn't even a muddy. So yeah. <laughs> that's this kind of Eurospec running, uh, running paddle just for the start. But um, yeah, it worked pretty well for the first one, got the start. But the second one, I went with the, like you said, it's kind of like half uh, cut yeah. paddle, and then like the knobby on the front. Yeah. And um, it it didn't work out as good on the start, but everywhere else it worked fairly decent. I, I'm pretty sure with some of the sections how how blue groove they were if you had a paddle or even a knob i think you're going to be spinning so i mean um was yeah. a difficult track because some spots are really deep and you need the paddle then other spots is like you almost need a, a road racing tire out there for some <laughs> spots so um yeah uh, Jet, you mentioned earlier that you were never really comfortable all day and you were you know trying to get it dialed in and it was kind of an off day for you 
but it's also the first day that you've had to battle at all and come from behind. You you weren't out in the front the entire time. So what did you learn today? What have you you know got figured out after this you know a lot tougher day than what you've been having out on the pro motocross track today? Um, I think it's kind of just learning on how to if the bike's not really working well, trying to yeah. push through that and yeah. and trying to make stuff happen. Really, I mean it's uh. I wasn't too feeling too comfortable, but I mean, I can't come in after a, a bad result as well and, and just say I didn't feel well. I mean, they're yeah. gonna be like, "Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't work." So, um, yeah. you know, I, I always try and give as much as I can, and, and even if as as much as I can today was a second or third, that's <laughs> that's all I had. But thankfully, I was able to get back to back to first both yeah. motos. The it was good for kind of broke up the routine a bit. I mean, I got got kind of used to hole shotting and then this leading laps and yeah. I felt like that crash was almost needed for me where <laughs> this banged me up a bit to like kind of yeah. just stay focused and don't just think it uh, it's always going to be easy like that where you just get hole shots and this can lead so it was a good humbling kind of good whack just, uh, some, just yeah. to get back and just start focusing again and, and it was fun battling with, uh, with March Banks in the first one and obviously Kenny fine with him in the end and same first one same with AC so it was it was fun. It's kind of been the first kind of uh, actually battling and passing I've had to do so far. So it was uh, it was fun. It was a lot of battling out there. It was a really fun race to watch, and you come out on top again. And now, Jet, you got a week off. We're gonna take next week off, and then we're gonna head out to Redbud, which is another legendary course. But uh, what's it going to be like for you? What's going to happen here in this week off? You're going to get some time in. You're going to uh, get some golfing. Like, what's going to happen for you in this next week when we don't have any uh, motocross racing? I don't know. We get to – I was finally pretty sick. Get to take some time off. I got uh, got some new cars. I just finally got back. So <laughs> nice. be able to get to drive them a bit more because I've yeah. been in Cali for the last, past two weeks. So it was uh, good to get back and see them again. Yeah. But um, – <laughs> maybe try try and get us some golfing it's been pretty hot lately yeah. so it kind of sucks <laughs> so we might be making a, a purchase of a simulator maybe <laughs> with the heat but uh no nice. this, i mean it's not too much of a kind of break we're still we yeah. just get a race weekend off so we're still training gonna try and improve on the mistakes we made today and and hopefully come back even stronger all right jet well congratulations on another great ride watching you not only be tested but still come out on top this week was impressive as hell and i'm gonna pencil you in for uh two weeks from today back here on the stretch show we'll get you after another podium at red bud i am stretch this is the big 49 your home of moto rock extreme Big, 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 the big 49 moto minute brought to you by LBZ. Hunter Lawrence kept his unbeaten streak alive as he once again got the overall victory at High Point on Saturday. But this one came with a little expense. At one point, he got dinged for jumping on a Red Cross flag and they docked him seven points by the AMA. Here's the best part. When he pulled in right to the press conference, one of the first questions somebody blurted out was, hey, Hunter, did you know they docked you for seven points for jumping on a Red Cross flag? And this was his reply. Yeah, it was. I think it sucks. There it is. Easy come, easy go for Hunter Lawrence of that HRC Honda team who is still unbeaten. I don't care if they take seven points away from him at all and somebody else actually beat him in points on Saturday. He still won the race. He still has a 28-point lead in the 
Pro Motocross Championship Series, and he's looking pretty damn good going into this week off. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is a Stretch show here on a big old Monday show. It's uh, Juneteenth. There's a lot of people off. You know, it's Juneteenth. You know, Juneteenth is some BS holiday that... I will tell you, at my uh, last job at the university, they were like, yeah, you get Juneteenth off. But the problem was, it was trickery because we were security. So they were like, yeah, you can have it off. Only you have to work, we'll just pay you double time. But we had a lot of days off at my current job. Yeah, you can bet your ass right now as we speak, I am sitting behind my desk, fully geared out, ready to roll and do my job to its fullest because there's no Juneteenth off. That's not a real holiday. That's some made up BS. And we don't get it. A lot of places are closed tomorrow. You're going to be like, what the F is this? What's going on? Yeah, it's a holiday. You're going to be on the tra- freeway tomorrow going, wow, why is traffic so light? Because all kinds of woke-ass companies gave everybody Juneteenth off. The hell? Work on Father's Day, but not on Juneteenth. Yeah. Anyway, don't get me started. I'm not very woke. I'm asleep, if you want to be really, really honest. All right, let's get into this story. It makes me my first animal story of the day. This one's coming out of Australia. In honor of our Aussie buddy, Jet Lawrence, that we seem to talk to every Monday on the stretch up. I may do a montage of Jet interviews next Monday just because I'm going to miss him. He's on the show every Monday. Uh, Here's what we got. We got a guy, and he's sitting on the crapper inside of his house in Queensland, Australia. And... You know, you're sitting there and you're just like sitting on the toilet waiting for your business to go, waiting for gravity to take its place because you don't want to push too hard. Then you get a hemorrhoid or something. You blow out. Looks like you're giving birth to an alien out your ass. Like, is that an octopus? No, it's a giant hemorrhoid coming out your butthole. So don't push too hard. So you're just sitting there and you're like, do, 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 do. And then you look up and you're like, what the F is that? Did I leave a weird towel up on my curtain rod of the shower? Yeah, no, that's not what you did. That's a 10-foot python. Yeah, a 10-foot python in this dude's bathroom. Now, granted, a big-ass python could try to eat you. I'm sure a 10-footer could probably eat you. But uh, this guy just sitting there dumping, and then he freaks out, and he runs out and calls a snake-catching company. And they come out to the house on Wednesday, and they say, Oh, crikey! It's a big one here we got, mate. Look at it up there on the shower curtain. It's a little angry. Yeah, it was all pissed off. Apparently it was on the shower curtain because that was closest to the light and the light was on in the bathroom and that was keeping it warm. And the guy's like, yeah, I'm sitting on the crapper and I look up and see this thing and I about freak myself. Good thing you were on the toilet because you could just... I bet he didn't. He wasn't uh, waiting anymore. I bet everything came flooding out when he saw a 10-foot... A 10-foot python in your effing bathroom on your shower curtain. Yeah, the guy came in, laughed about it. What if you, you think he sprayed Febreze before the snake catcher guy got there? Before he ran out of that bathroom screaming? I would have ran out of that bathroom screaming with a trail of poop behind me because I, I, snakes are no bueno, man. I'm not liking snakes. Uh, the snake catcher said that it tried to bite him. It was really pissed when he tried to get it away from the warm lights. And he managed to wrangle it into a pillowcase. That's another thing, too. You get a big, angry snake, you get in a pillowcase, it's like, oh, oh, I'm cool. It'll calm down. Shows you how intelligent those animals are. 
gonna kill you though. Having snakes. Moto Man loves snakes. He's got a bunch of them. Sometimes you go to the house and Moto Man's walking around uh, naked or up at the radio ranch. You got Moto Man walking around naked with a snake around his neck like he's Britney Spears with a yellow bow constrictor. Yeah, he's freaky. He's freaky. I'm pretty sure I saw Moto Man in the, um, um, in the uh, Silence of the Lambs movie. Yeah. He had people buried down in his basement and he had a, a snake around his neck and he was dancing like he was crazy. That happens. I'm down with you, Moto. Don't put me down in your whale, though. I don't want to go down in the whale. That'd be bad. Really, really bad. I'll tell you right now, if I, if I walked in my bathroom and saw a giant snake, even if it was one of Moto Man's pets, I, w- I would lose my crap, literally. All over the toilet, my leg, and down the floor as I ran out screaming out of the bathroom like a real man. All right, coming up next, I'm gonna give you an update on a story I told you about last week when a lady died and then came back to life, and this was no Jesus and Lazarus situation. No! I'm gonna tell you what I would do in that situation because everyone's gonna, oh, it's I would do this or I would do that. No, no, no. I, you all lie. You would freak out just like I would freak out. We'll talk about this next. Yeah, mom's back to life at her funeral. What? Get into it. Coming up on a made 4 9. Man They go and surprise even me. Under new rules for the Academy of Motion Pictures, they now say a film cannot even be nominated for Best Picture unless it has all kinds of quotas met as far as diversity within the cast and the crew. By these standards, just so you know, The Godfather, Lord of the Rings, Saving Private Ryan, Titanic, none of these movies could have even been nominated, much less have won the best picture. So now the best picture has nothing to do with the best picture of the year and more to do with best picture that meets the woke quotas of Hollywood. Way to go, idiots. Last week, I told you a story about Zion Williamson, who plays for the Pelicans in the NBA, and how he announced that his girlfriend was pregnant, and then that caused some OnlyFans porn star chick to come out and put him on full blast because she says he was playing her. She had no idea he had a girlfriend, let alone a pregnant one at home. And now it gets even better as another chick has come forward in the Zion Williamson uh, saga, and she says, I guess I never gave you a threesome or never had an OnlyFans or was on Pornhub, so I guess I was all play. I probably never had a chance, you nasty ass sex addict. And with that quote, this chick posted a photo of Zion with no shirt on, presumably in her bed. So I think he was banging her too. Got a feeling there's gotta be a lot more. This is getting fun. Here's something cool. You know how John Moran of the NBA got caught not once but twice flashing a gun on video? And the NBA came in and they suspended him for 25 games once the new season starts. Well, the good news is Nike's sticking by him. They're not going to get rid of him. You know why? Because Nike's a bunch of idiots. That's why. This guy's a moron. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 4-9. It's a Stretch show. Sure, it's summertime. Sure, it's June. But sometimes scary monster movie things happen in real life when it's not Halloween. Let's talk about this. I told you about it last week. A lady in Ecuador, she was a retired nurse. She became ill. Apparently stopped breathing while in the hospital. 
and was pronounced dead. So they're like, tell the family. So imagine you get a call. Your your beloved mother and grandmother has passed away. And you make plans and you move her on down. Get her ready. Get her in the casket. And they have a wake. A wake, if you're not Catholic, is like the pre-funeral. It's like the warm-up for all the heavy crying. Everybody comes out. And uh, the body's like just sitting there. And you can pray and say goodbye. And then the next day is the actual funeral. So they're having the wake. And the family's sitting there. And everybody's, you know, talking. Quiet, somber moment. Our lovely mom has passed away. And then they start hearing. Like, what the hell is that? What is that thump thump? What is that? Where's that? That's coming from inside the casket. Yep, you guessed it. Grandma's not dead. Grandma's still alive and she was inside the casket. So they immediately grabbed her. Rushed her back to that same hospital that mistakenly said she was dead. And put her into the intensive care unit. You're like, oh man. We almost buried grandma alive. Which I've talked about ad nauseum. That that would freak. That's one of my biggest fears. That I think I'd rather be cremated. Because at least if I'm cremated. Even though I don't want to wake up like frozen in a casket. Going through fire and not be able to get out either. You know, dying is scary, and not because of dying, because if you're not really dead, it's going to really suck for you, because you'll be dead then soon after that. Well, in this lady's situation, 76-year-old Bella Montoya, uh, they brought her back to the hospital, they kept her there a few days, and she died again. And to which I ask, is she dead? Is she really dead? Think about this. You already told me she was dead, and then we're at the funeral, and she starts knocking on the effing door, and it freaked out my whole family, and we're all traumatized. Yeah. They say after uh, they mispronounced her as dead, they kept her under permanent surveillance, and they were watching every move and making sure the instruments were all tuned in to make sure they didn't incorrectly declare her dead again. This time, she actually died, and then they came out, and they were like, Make sure that lady's dead. She already died once and woke up. They're doing an investigation into how they pronounced a not dead woman dead. And she was so not dead that she knocked on the inside of her casket after she regained consciousness at her wake. And here's something true. Like, if I'm sitting there and I see Jesus, I know Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. And uh, I see him. And I got a Lazarus dude and he's dead. And he's like, oh, no, he's not dead. He's just asleep. And he's like, rise up, son. And the bam, the dude's walking. I'm like, it's a miracle. Praise the Lord Jesus. That's what I'm saying. That happens. I read it in the Bible. That happened a lot. Jesus brought dead people back to life on more than one occasion in the Bible. But uh, there was no Jesus there. So now if I'm sitting at a funeral and someone starts knocking inside their casket, I'm like, get to my car and get the shovel or the bat or whatever weapon I got in my trunk because we got to make sure uh, they're dead. This is a monster. They're coming back to life. They're coming here to eat us all. And I'm going to beat them down. You're going to be like, man, we were sitting here at the funeral and grandma came back to life and so I beat her to death with a shovel. She's dead now. Wait a minute, I thought that was your mom. Yeah, it is my mom, but I don't know, that demon that was coming back to life probably wasn't my mom. That's terrifying. Terrifying. Somebody comes back to life at a funeral, you, you beat that person down. Drive a stake through their heart. Chop up their head. <laughs> Whatever you got to do. Man, I don't care if it's your mom's. 
But it's my mom's. Yeah, but your mom's is gonna be a blood-sucking vampire when she comes back. That's not really your mom. Don't look her in the eye. Don't look her in the eye. Throw holy water on her. Here, get the steak. Drive it through her heart, quick. Yeah. Could you do that if that was your mom? I gotta tell you, I'd be, I'd be effing freaked out. And if, 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 they, if you didn't beat the person with a shovel, and let's say you brought them back to the hospital and then they lived, would you ever think they were the right same person again? Or would you be like looking at them cross-eyed like, oh yeah, she's a demon now. I'm gonna watch you, I'm gonna watch you. Got my eye on you. Don't think I'm coming over for Christmas dinner either. Yeah. Halloween, you're gonna give out apples and razor blades. I know you, you're a monster. There we go. Just letting you know. That's an update of that story. The lady that miraculously came back to life after death was not really dead, and now she really is. And I bet that hospital's going to get the crap suit out of them. I'd sue them. I'm, tra- I'm traumatized just from hearing the story. Freaking out what I'd have to do to kill the undead. Right, coming up next, let's get into another animal story. Here's an animal attack story. We had an animal in the bathroom, which didn't attack, but wasn't supposed to be there. This one's a straight-up animal attack story. Got a dead dude and everything. Get into it next. It's the Big 4-9. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Saturday during qualifying at High Point, there was a true moment of sportsmanship out on the course that I don't know if a lot of people saw it. It was really muddy and bogged down and nasty as they were running qualifying laps out there. And while the 250s were on the track, Ryder Francisco went down in a muddy turn, not a bad crash, but he literally was stuck under the bike. And then as other bikes went by him, one bike stopped. It was Caden Braswell, the guy that's the fill-in rider for that TLD Gas Gas team. He literally stopped, dropped his bike in the mud, picked the bike up off of Francisco, then got back on his bike and rode off. That's some very true classy sportsmanship. And shout out to Mr. Caden Braswell. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It's a Stretch Show here on a Monday morning. Thank you for being here. Shout out to a great round of pro motocross. They really needed that. Because I got to tell you, the first race was like, all right, it's cool. It's the first race. It was cool to be there. It was exciting. And the second race was like, ah, ho-hum. And then the third race got really ho-hummy. And then Kenny, MF, and Roxon came back on Saturday. Thank God for that, because that made everything more interesting. And Kenny gave Jet a real battle for the first time this season. And it was fun to see. It was fun to see a Jet be tested and come out on top. And it was cool to see Kenny Roxon out there on that big-ass yellow, beautiful Suzuki, putting it down like a champion. We'll see Kenny Roxon again in a couple weeks at uh, World Supercross where he will be riding to defend his uh, World Supercross Championship that he has right now. Defending champion. He's good. He was really good. A guy that hasn't raced pretty much since Supercross ended looked really damn good on a dirt bike on Saturday in a very challenging track. So it was something to see. Let's get into this story about an animal attack. I got a guy... He got killed. He's in Arizona, 66-year-old man. He's building a cabin out in the woods. He's living out there, working on the cabin, getting his thing in. There's neighbors out there. They say he's been out there building the cabin for a while. And he sat down to have his morning coffee right there at his campsite next to where he's building his cabin. And all of a sudden, uh, Sasquatch. Nah, I'm just kidding. 
It was not a Sasquatch or a Kardashian. No. It was instead a black bear. And it just charged him and just started whooping his ass. He was screaming for help. And a neighbor heard him and the neighbors came out and were making noise trying to get the bear to let go of him. They say the bear drugged the dude about 75 feet down an embankment. And then one of the neighbors ran back to his house because they heard the screaming. Think about it. Here's what sucks. They probably could have saved the guy's life if they would have brought a gun, but they didn't. You hear screaming. You run out. What happened? The neighbor fall. The neighbor get hurt. You don't think someone's being attacked by a giant-ass bear. Well, that's exactly what happened. And so the neighbor, after trying to get the bear, scare the bear away, the bear wouldn't scare away. The neighbor finally ran back and got a gun and then shot the bear. Now you got a dead bear and a dead dude because it was too late. And the old guy had uh, already been killed by the bear after it drug him down the embankment. Yeah, that's awful. Sheriffs say they received multiple 911 calls about a bear mauling a person around 7.50 a.m. They say deputies and animal control officers from nearby Prescott, Arizona responded and they found him at a campsite at Groom Creek where the cabin was being built. It does not appear to have been like any bonehead move on his part. It's not like he had food out or was doing anything wrong. The guy was sitting there having coffee. We've never heard that coffee is something that attracts bears. Maybe it's cocaine bear. And he was out of cocaine, so he wanted some coffee. He was like, I'm jonesing. I need a bump. I'm going to drink that coffee. Give me that coffee. This is my coffee now, Craig. And Craig was like, no, it's not your coffee. This is my coffee. Then the bear just started chewing on him and whooping his ass. There you go. That's what happened? I solved it. Stretch solves another one. You're welcome. Stretch wildlife investigator is what I am. They say there is no other uh, anything out there. They, uh, the bear was killed. There's no threat or of aggressive animals to the public in that area any longer, as that bear is no longer with us, thanks to the neighbor who was unable to save the guy in the process. Man. All right, it's summertime. What do you like to do in summertime? You like to go to the beach? You like to get your beach muscles on? You like to show the guns off? Sun's out, guns out? Get your flex on? Oil up? Be all uh, sexy and uh, manly out on the sand so you can attract some hot females? Yeah, that's what you want to do. Well, I'll tell you, if you stay on the sand, it's better off. That's always my story because I'm a big anti-shark guy. I say you go in their house, you get eaten, but... Let's forget for a moment that sharks even exist. I'm going to tell you why if you're anywhere well in America, you should probably stay the F out of the water at the beach. It's the Big 49. Oh, hell yeah. Summertime. Sun's coming out after the June gloom burns off. You're all oiled up. You got your boombox there because you're old school. You're repping a boombox. You're not running a Bluetooth speaker. No, you're going straight up 12 D-cell batteries and a boombox that weighs 37 pounds, and you're just pumping the bass. You're letting it go. You got Roger Zap on because the sun's going to break through any moment. You're already all oiled up. You got your sunblock on. You're all shiny. You got your muscles working. You're ready to attract some girls. You're even doing the little robot dance on the sand as you got your music pumping. Roger and Zap, you can't be effed with. Your game is tight, homie. That's good. Keep it like that. Don't go in the water. Do not go in the water. Stay on the sand. Attracting females from the sand. That's what you need to do. Do not go in the water. Let me give you a little story here. 
Uh, summer season gets underway. A brand new report, that's one of them scientific there studies, has found that many coastal U.S. waterways, that's beaches here in America, including very popular beaches for swimming, have unsafe levels of poo in the water. That's doo-doo. Doo-doo Brown. Get Luke Skywalker out. Doo-doo Brown. What? Doo-doo Brown. That's what I'm talking about. They got poo-poo in the water. After sampling water sites around the country, the Surfrider Foundation, an ocean protection advocacy organization, found unsafe unsafe levels of fecal contamination at 19% of the 9,095 water samples they took. The 496 sites sampled... uh, yeah, they got a lot. 496 sites, and then some spots, 61% of them had at least one sample from last year that tested above the recreational water health standard. Out of 496 sites, 301 of them tested higher than what is considered to be safe for fecal water contamination. That's doo-doo water. You got doo-doo water in there. Now, what do you think causes that? I'm going to say, these hippie nutjobs say uh, it is global warming. I just say that because I haven't even read that in the article yet. I'm just saying that's what they're going to say. They say the fact, though, is coastal water in, like, Florida and other areas of the country is very badly hampered because there's been a lot of storms. U.S. beaches are often inundated with runoff from streets and sewers. And you know what's in streets and sewers? Doo-doo. It may not even be human doo-doo. It could be dog doo-doo. All kinds of doo-doo, but there's doo-doo in them sewers. And they come washing out to the beaches in a big old storm. And you got cities that now, if you were, you know, does a bear crap in the woods? Yeah, and then it eats you. But if a bear crap's in the woods and it rains, it's going to soak into the dirt and it's going to actually be fertilizer and it's going to go away. Well, when a bear crap's in the street and the rain comes, it just washes out to the ocean. And then you got fecal doo-doo. That's doo-doo fecal matter all in the water when you're trying to swim. Don't go in the ocean. You're going to get doo-doo on you. And that is not healthy. Swimming in doo-doo, I know it would be fun to pretend you're a turd in a big old toilet, but it's not very healthy for you. It's not healthy at all. Not healthy at all. Take it from Roger and Zap. Just keep bouncing. Just keep bouncing. You get to the beach, yeah, just bounce. You're going to bounce to the swimming pool. Yeah. You're going to bounce to my house. You're going to get in my bathtub. Run cold water only because it's summer and it's hot as heck out there. But I ain't getting in that ocean because here's what happened. I get in the ocean. Next thing you know, I inhale some doo-doo. And then I'm sick. And then while I'm coughing from inhaling the doo-doo, a shark's going to come up and eat me. And then there's going to be more doo-doo in the water when I see the shark. Yeah. Doo-doo's bad. So there you go. Uh, Exposure to fecal pollution, by the way, presents a variety of health risks. The most common symptoms are rashes, ear, nose, and throat infections, gastrointestinal things, all kinds of great things. If you got an open wound on you, you risk it getting infected. It's because you got doo-doo in it. So stay away from the beach. Do what stretch do and stay out of the doo-doo. And have a pudding bomb. <laughs> Turning to Bill Cosby there for a minute. Yeah, doo-doo water. Be safe this summer. Don't go in the ocean and get eaten by a shark or a giant doo-doo. A doo-doo monster. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ.
yesterday as I was scrolling social media looking for stuff to talk about on the Moto Minutes, I found a post from a site called Moto Memes, and it was a picture of Jet Lawrence, and he's like blowing a kiss, and then it's got pictures of all the other high-profile 450 riders down below him, and it says, Jet celebrating Father's Day for the first time as daddy to the 450 class. Now, if that wasn't funny enough, because that's pretty effing funny, and then went on to say, it's bring your kids to work day every Saturday for Jet. I gotta tell you, that's pretty damn funny, and kind of so funny because it's pretty true. No one can beat the kid, not even Kenny Rocks, and we found out this Saturday. So happy Father's Day, Jet Lawrence. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute, brought to you by LBZ, is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it is a stretch show here on a Monday morning. Thank you for being with us. Thank you to Jet Lawrence. If you missed that interview that we have every Monday, it seems. Going to get Jet back up in the final hour of the stretch show. That is 11 p.m. Pacific time. 11 p.m. 11 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, be about 11.05 Pacific time this morning when we rerun the Jet Lawrence interview. Shout out to him for answer the bell and coming out saying he didn't feel great all day. Kenny was giving him all he could handle. He had a nice little spill in that first moto and he still comes out on top for the day. So that boy is very impressive so far in his 450 career. Uh, right now I realize I'm just giving up. I'm giving up hope. That's right. I'm quitting. I'm throwing in the towel. Nobody likes a quitter. But I tell you all the time, I say stay out of the water, don't go in the water. I even tell you there's doo-doo in the water. People still go in the water and they get eaten by sharks. I don't know what to do. I tell you all the time, don't go in the water. Sharks in the water. You know what sharks eat? People. Yeah, people tell you they don't eat people. Those people are stupid. They eat people. Because every day it seems like I got a story from somewhere in the world where somebody got gnawed on by a shark. What do you call a guy floating around in the water? Got his arms and legs bit off? Bob, that's what you call him. You call him Bob because he's bobbing up and down on the water. He's probably going to die, too. You call him Dead Bob. Well, I got a shark expert. And this shark expert says, all right. And by the way, this shark expert is an idiot because I'm looking at video of this shark expert. And they are straight up in the water in scuba gear effing with a big-ass tiger shark. And they even attract it over to get it to come to them by splashing around. And they say, see, don't do this. This is bad. Like, oh, you're an idiot. You just did it in front of that big-ass shark. And they said, while they're splashing, a tiger shark sees this and it's going to follow you. It's like, oh, what's happening? They say, you basically, if you're swimming away from it, it sees you as prey, just like a dog. You start running, it's going to chase you. Well, you can't run unless you're Scooby-Doo and you swim at the top of the water and then run across. Zoinks! Like, hey, Scoob! That freaking shark's totally gonna eat us, dude! Yeah, no, F that. That's what I say. I say don't go in the water. This person says, don't splash around. Instead, turn around and look it in the eye, face to face, so you can see it before it eats you. Says, make sure that there's no other sharks around either. If there's a gang of them, you're effed. And there should be a gang of you. If you're in the water with your scuba diving buddies, you guys should all get back to back and face that thing from any direction so it can't roll up on you. And everybody needs to get there, face the shark, and then most importantly, have your hands out so that it can bite your hand off and you can swim away. No, have your hand out. They say as it comes by, you can redirect it with your hand. And it's typically going to come up and check you out at first. It's not just going to, oh, that's food, I'm going to eat it. 
It doesn't really know what you are. They don't see a ton of people. According to this person. Stretch says, yeah, F you. It's here to eat you. It knows it wants to eat you. And then it shows her with her hand out, and the shark swims right up to her, and she redirects it with her hand, and she's like, I could have redirected the shark if uh, I didn't have my hand out there. It would have been much harder to do. So keep your hands out in front of you, and when the shark comes, redirect it. Yeah. So if your hand's not in front of you, that can lead to very dangerous situations. They say, do not dive with sharks unless you are trained or with a guide. Yeah. Listen to Stretch, not this idiot. Do not go in the water if there is a shark anywhere near there. I don't care if it's three foot long. Little sharks are friends with big sharks, and big sharks eat people. And little sharks might take a bite out of you. You know what I don't want to do? I don't want a shark to swim up and then swim away with my calf muscle in its mouth. That would be a sucky day. Yeah. Don't go in the water. Don't go in the water. Listen to Stretch. There's doo-doo in the water and sharks in the water and sticking your hand out in front of you and staring down a shark and redirecting it is BS. This article sucks ass. I'm trying to save lives. It's what I do. You're welcome. Holy moly. Jesus, people are stupid. Just stay the F out of water. I think the surf, bro. Well, do it on a wakeboard behind your boat in fresh water. That's what you should do. Lakes are lovely. God. I'm the only smart person in the world. I feel like it sometimes. Especially down in Australia's where they never listen to me because people are always getting eaten by sharks. You guys got a fear. You guys got 10-foot snakes on your damn shower poles. What the F? Yeah, this is crazy. I'm Stretch. I'm sane. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Saturday at High Point, Star Racing Yamaha's Justin Cooper had a really gnarly crash during qualifying, and they said he was going to line up, but then we saw him getting loaded into an ambulance, and we knew for sure this was worse than they were saying, and he was not going to line up for the races. He had this social media post yesterday where he said the last 20 hours have been pretty scary, said he had that big gnarly crash, and his chest and neck got crushed by the handlebars. He said his throat started to close up in the Alpine Stars medical unit, and he was then immediately transported to a nearby hospital. He spent the night there and then headed back down to Florida to start his recovery, and he shouts out everybody for all the well wishes, and what a scary day. It could have been much worse, but it looks like Justin Cooper will be on the men and back on the bike at some point this season. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It's a Stretch show. The last in line. That's what we are right now. The last in line. We're getting ready to head into the final hour of the Stretch show. Coming up in mere moments, which we'll hear from our friend Jet Lawrence one more time if you missed that interview early in the show. And then I'm going to wrap it up and get the F out of here. Uh, if I am not mistaken, this coming weekend is the weekend that there is a takeover of the Big 49, and it might be done by our friends from Violates Community Standards. Sweet-ass Orange County punk rock band that kicks ass that are friends of the 49, and we're like, come up and do show. So I'm pretty sure that's this weekend. I got to double down with Motoman, but that should be coming. We'll get more into that as the week goes on. Shout out to the dudes from VCS. Let's talk about this guy right now, though. He is a uh, gas station. Well, he's a jailbird now. He's in jail. 
If you have a job that you don't really like, a lot of people don't like their jobs. There's no shame in that. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Got to pay the bills, whatever it is. Just power through, man. But this guy, he was like, man, you know what? I just want to go home early. He's like, man, I, I hate it here. I just want to go home early. Working at the gas station in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This should be a what the Florida story, by the way. So he comes up with an idea. He calls his friend and he's like, hey, man. Uh, come rob the gas station so I can go home. And they're like, what? Yeah, come rob the gas station so I can go home. All right. Here's where it's bad. Uh, so the guy gets his buddy. His name is Steve Jones. And he comes on down. By the way, the guy they arrested's name is uh, Isaiah Jones. Isaiah Jones, the guy that worked at the gas station... Steven Jones is not a relative, just a friend of his. They're both named Jones. Comes down, and he uh, robs the store on camera, and then rolls out. And police are like, this is weird. Something about it just didn't sit right. So they start doing some good old police work. They end up catching Mr. Steven Jones. He confessed to the robbery, but he said, no, 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 no. My friend Aaliyah, yeah, yeah, she set it up. She uh, said that Isaiah... Jones, no relation to me, uh, asked her if she could get somebody to come down here and rob the store because he wanted to come home early. That's right. Isaiah Jones is the guy that really set this whole thing up, the guy at the store. So, Stephen Jones, who is the robber, burglar, is now being charged with conspiracy to commit embezzlement and possession of a firearm. Oh, yeah. As a convicted felon. Uh, the lady that they ratted out, Aaliyah, she was arrested for an outstanding warrant. She could also face charges of embezzlement. And now uh, Mr. Is uh, Isaiah Jones also arrested and have been uh, hit. Both the Joneses have been released on bond. Uh, Mr. Jones that works at the store being charged with embezzlement and conspiracy to commit a felony. I'd imagine probably a false police report because it's not a robbery when you call the guy and say, hey man, come down here and rob me. Be funny. Want to see something funny? Rob me on camera. Oh, I'm getting good to go home work early. Say I got robbed. <laughs> and we'll split like $37 I got in the cash register. We'll take some beer too. Make sure you take some beer on the way out the door. All right. Yeah, that's what happened. It was that well thought out. And then, bam, to jail they all go. Yeah, so if you want to go home early on this lovely Juneteenth day, do not call your buddy and tell him, to I feel like now my phone's going to ring. And it's going to be like a Friday. And it's going to be Moto Man and or Kyle going, Hey, Stretch, the radio station got robbed. And then I'm going to see the guy on the film robbing the radio station. And I'm going to be like, that's funny. That's Jason with a ski mask on. And they'll be like, no, it's not. It's a robber. He came in and robbed us. I'm like, no, he didn't. Get to work and do your show and shut up. Yeah. They're trying to get fired. They can't get fired. I need those guys. That show's fantastic. I love the Last Chance Radio Show. It's lovely. It's a masterpiece is what it is. They're never getting fired. I'm not going to be nice to them, but they're never going to get fired. I, I promise you that. All right, I got to get out of here now. Time for our Jet Lawrence interview and then for me to pack it up and pack it in because it is a Monday. It is the final hour of the stretch show. And then I get to go to lunch where I have in my lunch a lot of leftover smoked and barbecued meats from the weekend at the Father's Day Spectacular I had in Downey with my uh, parents and my children. It was a great day. 
So get ready. Jet Lawrence coming up in moments on the Big Four Nine. Big Four Nine. It is a stretch show. Time to pack it up and get the F on out of here. It's time for some smoked meat. Not the kind of meat smoked. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. No. I have some lovely smoked brisket that is in my lunch today. And some steak left over from the barbecue at my parents' house, which was awesome. Good to see my parents. I haven't seen them in a long time. I was at home in Downey. Represent Downey. That is my home. And I had both my kids there. It was a good time. Um, hope you guys had a good Father's Day weekend. If you're off today, shout out to you for celebrating the Juneteenth. Maybe you get on the bike and go ride while the overcast is still out before the sun breaks through and starts scorching your balls. I tell you, it's been cloudy by my house because I live right at the beach, and, and I still, it's been a little hotter than normal. I can feel that summer sun is coming. It is ready to scorch my albino ass. Gotta be careful, gotta put my sunblock on. Wear a hat. I got a ton of hair on my head. My hair's thin. I'm, I'm old. I'm old and fat and white as hell. Gotta wear sunglasses. I don't get cataracts. This is F. What's going on? All right. Shout out to Jet Lawrence. Appreciate you. Uh, tomorrow, most likely, the man, the myth, the legend, the Kitty Roxon, or the HEP Suzuki, a.k.a. the Chicken Wagon. We will talk to him on the show tomorrow. I'm not going to run the 250s back this week because we have the week off. I'm going to sit on those interviews till next week so that we have some more moto. And I may, I may go into the vault and pull out an Eli Tomac interview this week. I miss the hell out of Eli Tomac. Eli's the man. So I might pull some of that out. We'll see. See what I got in the tank. Uh, you guys, go enjoy the rest of your day. Go get your lunch on. Thank you for listening to Big 49. Tell five friends. Shout out to the crew. We had a great show on Saturday with uh, Moto Man, Kyle, Jason from HYR. All good in the hood. Big 49 making moves. We'll let you know more when we can, but stuff is happening here. I will talk to all of you tomorrow morning, 3 a.m. Pacific time. Until then, God bless you all. And God bless the United States of America. <laughs>